made after the results of the first game between the Cesta Cyclones and the Wall Warriors? You know, us Cyclone fans, Brian, have been spoiled. Two years of success. Although, if you were there from the very start, you know that the Cyclones got off to a rough start in season one because Chris Cody wasn't there as leadership. As soon as he came in, it's been it's been pretty darn successful. So dropping our first match to our dreaded rivals, the Wall Warriors, 5-3, we lost. And I just want to know, who's to blame? Is Chris Cody to blame for this, Brian? Did he give the wall warriors the bulletin board material that they needed to be motivated here with his F the wall warriors chant? I'll say this. The owner should never be the reason the opposing team has more motivation going into a game. You aren't on the court, meaning, or excuse me, you aren't, playing in the front on so you aren't in a position to stick up for the things you say so if you're gonna be the owner of a team you can't be the one also being the aggravator of that team and it might not have had anything to do with it you know we had a bunch of new players on the team they're just you know they're finding their 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 their, their, their footing uh we had some of our more veteran players you know not show up which we'll get into but um, all I can say is if I'm assessed a cyclone, which I feel like I am, I'm looking at our owner and I'm going, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck? Mm. You know what? I'm going to zig. Chris Cody's not to blame. Mm? The blame falls squarely on Mike Fuentes new VP of operations or VP of something for the clones giving a weak speech from the dinner that lacked energy. Mike, you've been on the pod friend. Of the pod. <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> you've been on the pod friend of the pod, Mike, you need energy. You produce for Chris Cody. You know what happens when the energy is not there? Chris Cody's going to get antsy. He's going to do something crazy. And you lack the energy, Mike. Come back on the pod. Prove to us that you can give a motivational, inspiring speech. And I will take the blame off of you. But the blame rests firmly. Firmly. And firmly. He's, he's a hairy and guy firmly. with that beard. <laughs> on Mike Fuentes' shoulders for delivering. I mean, he was put on the spot, but for delivering a weak speech. Do better, Mike, so Chris Cody doesn't get antsy and start saying crazy stuff. You're a teacher. If you have a student that you know gets a little active, gets a little hyperactive, tends to shout things out sometimes when things are quiet, if he shouts out something that he shouldn't be saying, you're not going to get pulled into the principal's office being asked how come you weren't keeping him occupied. So why would it be Mike Fuentes' fault? Because Chris Cody, who is a grown-ass man who has sex inside his father's garage, how come he isn't the one being held responsible for his actions. He's too old. What are you doing? Listen, that's because I want him to come back on the pod. Chris Cody, you come back on the pod too, my man. Hmm? You know, I, I messaged back and forth, but let's jump into it, huh? A little God bless highlight, eh? Let's do it. God let's bless highlight. 
Bless it. Bless it, Brian, so we can begin. Bless God it. God bless Highlight. God bless Highlight. See, you see. That was me. Revolt. Boom. That's right, folks. We out here slinging it. Welcome back to another episode of God Bless Highlight, the fastest growing podcast about the world's fastest sport, speeds of 150 miles per hour. And where can you find this? Well, you can find this on the Fan Levitard Show podcast, the fastest growing Dan Levitard Show fan YouTube channel. I can't stress how fast we are, but we always leave you happy. Hey, listen, if we can always. both get it in in two minutes, we can go back to our day. Hmm. Well, folks, you heard it in our intro. The season three has begun for Battle Court. And the Wall Warriors have dropped their first game to the Wall Warriors. Our rivals, our dreaded rivals. Five, three, five, three. We had uh, Bueno and Julian taking game one or match one from Correa and Bradley. Nicholas taking down Manu in just two sets. Julian uh, falling in three sets, or Julian taking down Carbio in three sets. Flores and Manu stepping it up, taking down Ikeda and Rock in two sets. Bueno and Nicholas taking down Carbio and Bradley was, you know, they're an aggressive team, but they got, at least in their first uh, matchup together, handled two sets, 6 3, 6 3. And Flores and Manny. Coming through two sets again, dominating fashion. Ikeda and Rock going down again for a 5-3 total. It's one and a half points, friends, when it's a partner's match. One point when it's a single. So actually, what's interesting today, we we could have tied them um, for this one because there's eight total points. There's either eight points or seven and a half points. Sometimes there's more singles matches. When we play on Friday, I believe it's for seven and a half points. Mm. But you know, I watched the game. No, before you before you continue, yeah. uh, as a highlight junior, how does that play out over the season? Is every team going mm-hmm. to have the same amount of possible points? So yes, every team. I believe this season, every team can earn a possible of one hundred and twenty-four points. There's okay. now a playoff. In the past, there's just been a championship game. There's now a playoff. I'm not sure if that playoff is a three team or a four team playoff where you have mm. the two and three playing each other and the one gets, a buy. you know, an automatic bid in the championship, or if it's a four team playoff and everybody makes it except for the bottom, which let's face it, Chula Chargers, you got to pick it up as it sits in the standings right now, Brian, the Robote Renegades are in first place with 10 points. The wall warriors, wall warriors, wall in it, five points, the devil's, Four points, which congratulations, the Dejada Devils, impressive showing. They actually took down the Robote Renegades Mm -hmm. four to three and a half um, in their first match. Welcome to Battle Court, Devils. Congratulations. Cyclones, three points. Chargers, one point. So we're, if it's a four-team playoff, we're just barely sneaking in, but it's the start of the year. It's early. I have faith that this team is going to come together. I reached out to ownership and got a couple 
official comments uh, okay. from the one Mike Ryan Ruiz. Was the comment, fuck the wall warriors? No. Okay. Look, Mike said it takes time to gel for these things. And I, I believe him. I think these guys are going to gel. He says we're going to get the points back on Friday. And he was pleased with Flores' play. And I'm going to have to agree with him. For for listeners of the pod, you guys know we were we were a little skeptical of Flores. Flores came out stud. Had a great kill shot, which you can see on our YouTube channel, by the way. Growing the game a high lie. Now, allow me some, some friendly pushback. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Time heals all. If there's some issues with communication, knowing how each other's plays, that's understandable. But I don't see how that could affect the two veterans who dropped the two single games in this match against the Wall Warriors. If anything, the back okay. half, the back half of this team held it together. You shouldn't have a situation where the rookies and the new blood is performing better than the old blood. At least not week one. At least not the first game. Because we expect things to get harder over the season, especially if your stamina is not there, if your dexterity is not there, if you tend to be older in age. You know, we said we, Flores is a young boy. Young boy out there doing it, right? He can make it work. But if Manu and Carballo aren't pulling it together in week one, I don't see how, remember, this is the third game in a row they lost if we go back to last season. And okay, good. Who, were, who were the people who were there? So what is going on here? You know, I, I think it is just a case of rust. I watched a couple things that I noticed, you know, the Bradley Correa matchup if they that was a close one that was three matches mm-hmm. six one five six six four right other than that first one where bueno and julian dominated they were close uh contests and there's a lot of catches that were frankly just dropped some mental mm-hmm. errors there that i think can be eliminated as the guys get back into the form. swing of things back into form um that was a competitive game i thought they could have that could have easily gone the other way for us and if it does we're not out here wondering what's happening right because then no i still am in the day i still am the wall warriors are a good team brian i wouldn't expect to they're no chula chargers and manu and carbio are good players so let's play like it Hmm, hmm. i'm okay with the korea and bradley dropping game i'm fine with that because at least it was competitive right I'm okay with that. It happens. But Manu coming out with a 3-4 in back-to-back sets, that's not impressive to me. At least still one. And then that 0-6 drubbage that happened in the last set to mm. Carballo, that's un- like, bro, you, you, and you only have one hand. You can mistakenly score a point in one set. So what's that? He, he's the only one that got donuted in the whole game. Yeah, he, he does have that ugly donut score. Um, you know, I looking at that one, I don't know what happened other than Carbio is a player that can go on some runs. And for a long time, his runs have been going the right way for the Sesta Cyclones. Well, and right now he's maybe in a bit of a funk that he needs to pull himself out of. But 
I have I have faith because he still makes incredible plays. If you watched that game, Carbio still had the best throw of the day for sure. The talent is there. The question is, is he going to put it together for the whole entire match? And I I have faith in these Wild Warriors. Again, I've seen him in person. I've seen Manny battle through bubble guts. I've seen Carbio sling it all around the fronton. All around the fronton, Brian. And when I mean all around the fronton, all around the fronton. Kid gets up and down. I get all it. Right? I get it. So I have faith. I trust the ownership right now. Although I reached out to VP Mike Fuentes and Chris Cody. No comments mm. on the loss. I wonder if that's telling. Because mm. you had a you you and and, and one to shout out one of my favorite vines ever. When I was gone, you were doing a lot of this. But now that I'm in your face, you ain't doing this no more. You can't, you can't, you can't come out saying, fuck the wall warriors. And then the wall warriors, fuck you. And you plead in the fifth. You can't. You got to show it on both sides of it. You know who never clams up, even when he's proven wrong time after time after time? Jerry Jones. He says some shit. We look at it like it's crazy. They lose. He says it again. It doesn't matter. At least he stays true to who he is. You can't mm-hmm. be fickle. You can't be fickle because you know what happens if you're fickle as an owner? What? You, be, you, you encourage fickleness as a team. That fickle pickle. Top down, baby. Top down. You know, I have been enjoying the new coverage, though. You can tell each year they add a little bit more pizzazz. Nice. They are showing you a little bit more behind the scenes of after in between a match, players talking to each other, talking each other up. So I'm excited, folks, because we are going to have a guest on today, a brand new Sesta Cyclone. We are going to break it down with Bradley, ladies and gentlemen. So we're excited to have him on and uh, hear about what he thinks the clones are going to do this season. Shout out to Bradley. Appreciate you, man. Shall we jump into the Bradley interview? Let's do it. Let's do it. Go clones. Go clones. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited. We have one of the newest Sesta Cyclones joining us, the one and only Bradley. Welcome, Bradley. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And of course, God bless Highlight. <laughs> God bless so, Highlight. One question I always like to ask is I'm just always interested of how people get involved in the sport of highlight. So how did you come to get involved in the sport of highlight? I think it was completely random. I kind of like fell into it. Um, so I ran track for the University of Miami. So um, go Canes. And um, of course, they sent me an email saying, oh, there's this uh, local company that's looking to start up this quote-unquote new sport and, you know, very competitive and, you know, come check it out. And so I was like, you know, let's see what it's about. Went to the tryouts. Um, actually saw some guys that I went to school with while I was there. Ended up um, um, trying out with Ben, actually, and uh, on the Renegades. And um, 
yeah, I was like, you know, this seems really interesting. I'm going to try it out. It's, you know, flexible, flexible hours. And it seemed like a whole lot of fun. So, um, you know, I was missing that competitive nature or something like really competitive to, you know, to go out and do and um, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And I had been, you know, previous years, you know, trying a little bit of wakeboarding, um, ended up getting into American Ninja Warrior for a little bit. Oh, and wow. um, it was kind of like the next journey for me, essentially um getting into highlight so it was just uh it was just i'm just an athlete at heart um nothing else so i just was like why not like (laughs) this was an (laughs) awesome opportunity i felt like so yeah i mean i think that's totally like relatable i never made it up uh as high as college athletics but i played football and basketball in high school and definitely just finding a place where you can have that competitiveness of like being on a team on something official is something that like I really miss, uh, from, you know, just back when I would play sports on the regular in college, when I'd be like intramural teams and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've loved how they set up battle court with the teams, which is different from traditional high lie, um, which, which was a paramutual game where, right one through eight players play to seven points now with the teams. Um, I really like the changes that they bring. And I'm wondering, what do you think is something that the casual fan who maybe catches it on watch highlight or ESPN three, what's something that they might not understand when it comes to the difficulty or skill required to play highlight? I think one thing that people don't really get as much is how difficult it is to throw one of the mm-hmm. pelotas because it's like catching it don't get me wrong catching it is really really difficult like the first thing is like you gotta you gotta catch it before you can throw it um but because of the curve of the sesta it's just such an awkward like learning curve trying to get past um like if you ever like they used to do this thing um at the games where they would bring somebody on uh somebody in the crowd on to try to throw it they you know wrap one uh-huh. of the on and they'll be facing the front wall and then try to throw it. And it goes right into the side wall, like <laughs> not, not straight. It goes like from their basket mm-hmm. straight into the side wall, like perpendicular to where they're trying to throw it to. Uh-huh. Um, it's just that it's just, it's just so such an odd concept. And, you know, having this curved basket attached to your hand and then trying to get the ball to go to where you want to. So that's definitely like the most difficult thing that I feel like, somebody who hasn't played would uh, be trying to figure out. But there's like um, so many little nuances to the whole thing. And that's just the, that's just the first one. <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. That's something that's on my bucket list of lacing up an actual Sesta. I think we've all played with the little plastic Sesta. Mm-hmm. I was talking earlier about PE and how I used to have some plastic Sestas, but as what happens with elementary school PE, these things get lost when you have a sub and you never know what happens, but I've, I've hooked a, wiffle ball with a plastic cesta but never laced up an actual cesta that's on my bucket list if i get back to magic city i definitely want to lace up a real cesta and see how fast i can sling that pelota yeah definitely definitely let me know if you're uh, if in, you're in the area i'll try to see if we can get you on i saw that they uh they ended up getting some uh some i guess guests they're, i mean they're kind of like cestas but they're kind of like plastic mm-hmm. cestas but more like a version of the ones we have just like a plastic one um and not like the kid ones um so i saw last week uh, actually early in the week when i was in practice and i saw they had it um 
but yeah, I think those are would work great if you come in and uh, try them out. Yeah, and I believe I'm correct on this. Famously, you were known for hucking the pelota so fast that you broke the glass. <laughs> yes, I am one of two people that that has accomplished that feat. Yeah, so I um, yeah, I think it was we were I forgot. If it was before, it might have been during practice, but it was, mm -hmm. yeah, it was Anderson that did it the first day before, uh, before the games, before we even started. And oh, wow. Then, and uh, you guys are partners together. So and we're, yeah, we're partners together. So like, it's, it's crazy when we had the draft and the whole team was put together, we were like, oh my God, there's so much power on this team mm -hmm. between Anderson and I, uh, the two wall breakers. And we, we were partners before. Um, then you have Carbio who just throws the yeah. absolute piss out of the ball. Um, mm -hmm. and then Manu is a powerhouse. Um, you know, and then, you know, we have Manny who has so much experience with him and, mm -hmm. uh, flowers. So he's, you know, there to, you know, pull it all together. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's insane how much power is on the team. It's just a matter of like focusing it all. And, you know, all of us just hitting, hitting the right gears at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Obviously, the first game didn't go the way that Cesta Cyclone fans would want, but I think there's yeah. a lot of potential that was there. Um, and really, it was it was a close match. If a couple points go a different way in that first doubles with you and Correa, it's a totally different story, right? Which yeah, yeah, coming definitely. up rematch, big rematch, and folks, you're gonna have to get down to Magic City every Friday. You get to come free, cheap beers. I've been there worth it <laughs> very excited they've an absolute like what's it like on a friday night tell me about what it's like on a friday night to go and see the old pelota bounce back and forth um it's just on a friday night it's just like so much energy everybody is coming to see something exciting happen um and we have so many good like amazing athletes on the roster um that like you're bound to see something no matter which which uh, game you're watching. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of energy. Everyone's mm -hmm. having a good time talking. It's just a very friendly atmosphere, um, but very very <laughs> highly competitive also, um, depending yeah. on who you get who you get in there. But um, it's it's very family friendly also. You get the mm -hmm. kids games, we got arcades that we're just getting out out there, and. Um, cornhole and and yeah it's just it's just a really good time very competitive lively very loud it's just uh you know if, if you ever get a chance to i mean you've been there but if anybody yeah. listening gets a chance to uh to come down definitely come check it out on a friday on a friday night it's, it's pretty awesome and then uh we are also open on sundays now for uh mm -hmm. when the pelota starts so when and that's the magic city pelota where they play yes. the more traditional way mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm so. Yeah, it's, I mean, they've added a lot on Fridays. Like I've noticed that through the social media with adding some more like cornhole and yeah, the arcades and games for like kids, a lot more um, decorations. And the crowd, the crowd size is growing from when, you know, when I first went there to the first one, crowd mm -hmm. wasn't that big. Now looking at it, like, you know, they can, they're starting to uh, some nights, you know, fill up all the seats that are there. Um, So you know, it, it must be exciting to have that uh, atmosphere growing and the excitement growing there. And now I have a really big, important question for you, and that is go cones or go clones? 
You Which know, one is I it was, for you? Uh, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of of either one. Honestly. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, I'm more of like a let's go cyclone mm. kind of like classic. Yeah, I mean it's classic. I I just uh the other two is just um you know I I, I can't really I can't really go to either one of them. <laughs> um, but if I if I have to pick one, um. If you had to, yeah, you have to now. So <laughs> you, you put out a good alternative, which should be, if you're there, it should be cheered from time to time. But if you don't, if you don't have time to be on rhythm and you just need to blurt something out, go cones or glow, go cones or go clones. Go cones. Go cones. I mean, Personally, I'm a go clones guy, but I could understand it as you could see how I struggled to say go clones <laughs> versus go cones. That's rolling off the tongue awfully smooth there. And sometimes yeah. I do say go cones and don't even know it. So yeah, but it's like we're saying go clones. It's like it's like I'm thinking, I'm thinking like clones comes to like actual a clone, like we're all the same kind of. But that's, there's that's what... there's no cone in cyclone. Uh, yeah, I know, but but I guess you could say like, you know, vortex or cone or whatever that the, that a cyclone yeah. makes, or does True. a cyclone even make that as a, I don't know. Well, cyclone research on the next episode of <laughs> God bless High Lie. Um, yeah. So last season yeah. you were a wall warrior, dreaded mm -hmm. rival here. Yeah. And now you, you know. have switched to the Sesta Cyclones. What's that like? Yeah. This rivalry, I feel like is a, I don't know if it's, if it's come up out of nowhere or what we just, we just, uh, <laughs> oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just messing. But um, yeah, you what what you said. So the sorry, make sure I have the question right. You said what was uh, say the question. What's again? it like to go from being on the ride? Right, you're you're a wall warrior. You hate the mm -hmm. cyclones. Now you're a cyclone. You got to hate the wall warriors. Yeah. What's that I, like? Um, so I would say it's it's. This is the thing. There's, there's a great. The guys are great on both sides. <laughs> I don't want to mean. <laughs> I don't mean to give the, the political answer. Um, one thing, one thing I, I really have enjoyed about the Cyclones is just how hands-on they are, working with me, getting better, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, you know, through the, uh, through the times we've been practicing this last, you know, through January, and um, yeah, they just, they just, you know, really pushing and and into you know, to get better, you know, be patient, you know, me being a relatively new compared to, you know, Manny and Manu, you know, um, you know, despite the language barrier, they're, you know, are still mm -hmm. able to, you know, work with me and, you know, I get them, they get me and, you know, make it happen. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that rivalry is, is pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's getting pretty heated. <laughs> I think it's going to be very, uh, very tense tomorrow when we, uh, when we play. So Absolutely. That's a smart answer, which <laughs> unlike Chris Cody, who on his reel decided to go and say, F the wall warriors, right? How did you feel about Chris Cody giving the wall warriors that bulletin board material by posting that reel from the, from the cyclone dinner? How did you feel about that? You know, I'm, I'm all for the, uh, I'm all for the trash talk. Um, I don't have a problem with it you know, just got to get on the court and, you know, just back it up, you know? So 
Mm-hmm. Gotta get my mind right and uh, not just me, but everybody get our mind right and, you know, go, uh, gotta go give it to them, you know? If you're going to talk the trash, you do have to back it up. Right. And, yeah. but unfortunately you got the owner talking he's the one put, <laughs> giving the bulletin board material. He's not lacing it up. You know, right? it's, Hey, I, 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 I like the, I like the fire he's lighting under us. So. That is many, many have said that Chris Cody is quite the motivator. In fact, yeah. on a prior podcast, we asked Jedden who's more motivating, Chris Cody or Tony Dungy. He went with Chris Cody. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. So I would have to do the same. The the same. fire is there. So speaking of ownership, mm-hmm. do you find Chris Cody to be a look at me Louie owner who looks for the attention or do you think he knows what it takes to win? You know, I'm um I'm really just getting to know these guys. Um and and it to be honest, I'm uh, I know there's people who probably would hate me for saying this. Um I I've never been like big into sports like there's certain podcasts mm-hmm. that I listen to and I haven't um I haven't uh, yeah, somebody's going to kick my ass and give me shit for this. But I have <laughs> I haven't listened to it before. Um, so when they were telling me about the personalities, I wasn't completely familiar with the personality. Um, but um, yeah. So from I, your I, read on him from the, from the dinner and just your small experience, do you find him to be a owner who makes it about him or is he about the winning? I would say he's about the, he's about the winning from, from what I've seen so far. He's just like, fuck it let's win you know let's go, <laughs> let's go make it happen like <laughs> mm-hmm. that that's how i feel but you know um you know outside of that when we get it you know have a drink sit down talk um you know he's he's really cool down earth guy mm-hmm. so i mean that i think cesta cyclone fans can be put at ease at that knowing that the ownership has the best entrance interests of the clones at heart they're looking to win folks you can trust Chris Cody. You can trust Mike Ryan. Oh, yeah, definitely. So now I want to play a quick little get-to-know-you game. Bradley or Brad, not me. going to ask you some lightning round questions of yes or no. Bradley's mm-hmm. yes. Brad, not me, no. Mm-hmm. Pineapple on pizza. Bradley or Brad, not me? That's Bradley. Definitely Bradley. I'm I know, I'm normally get some some uh some shit for that too from somebody, but <laughs> don't I'm hate it till it. you try it. I'm all I'm, I'm all oh for God. it too. I love it. Playing with another man's Sesta, Bradley or Brad not me? Brad not me at all. Like, um, yeah, about the do we have time to go into it? Absolutely. Like, yes, okay, break it down. Cool. Why? Why is this yeah. okay? So like, like the Sesta, the gloves are made it's like a leather, right? Uh-huh. And so you can imagine like the outside of leather, it's smooth or whatever. Um, but it, it, you know, you sweat and you play for practice mm-hmm. for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever time it is, it's getting soaking wet. And um, after doing that day in, day out for forever, they start to stink bad. And uh, <laughs> we've got to get those, got to get those gloves replaced. So I remember when we, when we first started um, practicing at the, uh, the North Miami, like our first season, before we even got on the court, we had like six months to like, crash course to, figure it all out we uh there was a couple times where we didn't uh we had to share cestus and i was i was not happy with that because <laughs> <laughs> coming from one practice like 
two groups of guys already practicing before me and then I got to put my hand in into their sweat glove I was like ah yeah no I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't happy about that so definitely Brad not me do you think if you were blindfolded you could identify cestas by their smell could you identify your own <laughs> cesta by its smell? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I, I love getting I love getting a new cesta because you you can keep it fresh for a while. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just if you if you get a if you get a new one for the first I don't know six to eight months you're good, but um like after that it's like ah, but no I definitely I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't identify it by the smell no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have. A, I might. I might be barking, but I don't have a, that type of uh, perception with the, with my smell. <laughs> Same. I'm not. Not. I'm not strong in the scent category. So, yeah. peeing in the shower, Bradley or Brad, not me. Hey, I'm just. I'm just gonna go with Bradley in that one. So, I mean, we've yeah. all we've all been there. Hopped in, and we've you're like, you, oops. Well, you know, there's, there's a drain. Hey, and there's there's water flowing. Mm -hmm. Conservation is what I say. Yeah, exactly. You got to save these whales. Saying excuse <laughs> me after a burp, Bradley or Brad, not me. That's Bradley. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want Bradley. Farting under the sheets, Bradley or Brad, <laughs> not me. My girlfriend would definitely say that's a Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> she hates me for it yeah. every single time, you know? What what can you do? You're tired. You don't want to get up out of bed and get exactly. out of the room. It's just yeah. uh, it just happens. It's you know, low flatulence. <laughs> mm -hmm. Pounding a couple of hard Celsius with the boys after the game, Bradley or Brad? Not me. Definitely Bradley. I'm I'm all for I'm all for it. You know, especially if we win. Well, honestly, whether we win or lose, like we drinking uh to celebrate <laughs> or we drinking to wash away some sorrows. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Or just to so, uh, kick back and relax after expending quite a bit of energy. Oh, yeah, exactly. Ketchup on a steak, Bradley or Brad, not me? Brad, not me at all. That sounds, no. Like, I, hell to the no. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I wouldn't even, I, I barely would even put like steak sauce on a steak. So it's just like, I'd rather have a steak that's like seasoned well, a little salt, a little pepper, some butter maybe some time if it's uh cooked with it and then you know just go at it medium absolutely that's how i like my steak last one the cyclones will become champions again bradley or brad not me without a doubt bradley we're going to the ship baby we're going there we're going to take it this time Ooh, that's what i like yep. to hear oh and since i have you playoffs mm -hmm. is different right we actually were talking about how does the playoffs work? Is it a four-team playoff or a three-team playoff with the one seed getting a bye? Do you um, know? So, yeah, so it's what's going to happen. The one seed gets a bye. The second and a third-place team plays off to get into the championship. Okay. So I was – I had I had a conversation with uh, – yeah, I, I talked I talk with Stu about it because I was kind of frustrated that every other time there was kind of like – since the seat since the program started every other time that there was a tie there was some type of playoff like in the either that same evening or the next day whatever it was there was some type of playoff where you figured it out on the court 
Mm-hmm. This time I was kind of frustrated because I was on the Wall Warriors at the time and the Renegades ended up going to the championship based off of technicality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was out on injury last uh, for the first half of the fall season. Um, so, yeah, it was just it was really frustrating that that happened. I think they got Absolutely. more points than us on whatever game it was. And. Yeah, so they ended up winning. So I'm, I'm glad that they did switch it up and change it to have uh, some type of playoff. So whoever the best team is gets to go, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. the first seed earns it. Um, between the second and third, they're going to be fighting it off. Absolutely. Well, Bradley, thank you so much for joining us. And of course, go clones. <laughs> go clones. <laughs> thank and you. God bless Highlight. Yeah. God bless Highlight. You guys have a good one. All right. Welcome back, folks. We're going to wrap up this episode here by taking a look back. If you listen to the Fan Levitard show, we opened some 1990s cards. We didn't know all the players there. We got a couple good ones, though. Cap Boso and Luis uh, Cristobal. That was a a lucky find, if you think about the show connection there. Uh, Randall Cunningham. Well, I went out, folks, and I got a complete set, 64 cards, not going to open all 64 here, of the 1979 to 1986 Hartford High players. Have you heard of these guys, Brian? I've heard of most of them, but uh, do me a favor and refresh my memory as you uh, rattle these names off. And listen, I don't want to say something, but I'm going to say something. As of three months ago, there's a amateur highlight court about 15 minutes from me. Wow. Might be time to get some man in the street work done. Who knows? I know. On the uh, YouTube exclusive. Mm, hey, listen, is these people, you ever look up like a, a place on Google and on one area you see like what you're looking for. And then like on the next picture, it shows like a forest. So you're like, is it currently the forest or did it used to be the forest? So uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll dig deeper into this. And if I can, uh, you know, go out there and maybe do some interviews, because if the person runs yeah. it, you got to assume they might be tied to some of these players you're about to shout out right here. Huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian. So, yeah, we'll go with just four. Keep it quick. We have... Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I know him. He used to or live on Park Street. Jesus. No, Jesus. People didn't know back in the day. Pelota goes or highlight goes back a long way, friends. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And man, you guys, I'm going to, these, the names of these highlight players are tough for me. Jesus. I'll, trans- I'll translate them. El Harbarita. El Harbarita. Barrietta, something I'm see, I'm terrible, bad at it. Five seven, one seventy. Spanish Basque, which is again where the game originates. He played in Denia, Orlando, Daytona, and let's see, wins, eighty-eight wins, seventy-three places, eighty-five shows. Payoff percentage solid. Thirty-seven percent. Six hundred, well, six hundred and sixty-two games played. Mmm. Now, an important thing to note here, folks, these guys, they're not playing the battle court way. This highlight was originally a paramutual game, which means uh, eight 
eight players or seven players, I think it was, they play against each other in order. So one player serves to another player. Whoever wins that point stays on. That player goes off to the back of the rotation. Next player goes on, right? And then they keep going adding. Once they go through the whole entire seven or eight people that are playing, points increase to two points. And I think you had to get to like nine or 11 to win. What, what year is uh, these cards? These, this guy, this is a 1983. So I'm assuming the the cards, uh, the pack runs a, like a gamut, like what, 81, 87? Yeah, so I've got some that have like 81 and 82. I've got like okay. a 79 and 80, uh, 85 and 86. Okay, and cool, cool, cool. A mix in there. So, right, there's a lot of different ways that you could bet on High Lie. Some of you may be wondering, I hear a lot of nefarious as things fall. It's I'm getting things out. I heard a lot of nefarious things went around highlight well you're correct folks whitey bulger was connected to the game you know we've seen the movie black mass some of the people that got involved in highlight it did not end well for them so right there's a couple different ways you could bet they, on they, they used to bring some people onto the court tie them to the wall and if you could survive a couple serves then you were good to walk away let's just say not everyone survived I'm not saying anything. I don't know anything. I don't know anything what happened. I'm just saying. Mm. I've heard. I've heard things. Yes. So, actually, they played to seven points here. Uh, and it was eight players. Eight players playing to seven points. And you could place bets for players to win. If you're placing a bet for players to win, you're just. I think that player is going to win. Uh, and then there was, I think place was placed in the top two. So if that player gets it first or second, you win money, or you could bet for them to show which top three, if the player wins first, second, or third, then you would win. Then there's on top of that betting other ways where this is why you can see you could bet a trifecta quinella and a perfecta i think are the three other ways you could bet i actually got some uh baronson's harford highlight betting tips here oh oh there you go uh -huh, yeah um they they state that uh there are three ways to bet you have to verbally announce to the clerk dollar amount type of bet and your numbers and you could bet with the slip or two bets may be placed on each slip. Use a pencil, blue or black pen, or a felt tip to fill in your selection. Give any clerk your completed slip. And then things go about the way they go. As you bet, your total amount is displayed on the terminal. They had these old terminals. Remember uh, like how old bowling lanes used to look? That old technology, like MS-DOS type shit? Yeah, that was there. Um, there was also a screen-activated machine known as SAM, right? And that was your way of kind of getting your fix of virtual poker where you would get a voucher out and you can da, 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 da. They kind of did that, but with Sam, the screen activated machine. Yeah. Place wages early. Don't be shut out. Place bets in a loud and clear voice. Have your selections and money ready by the time you approach the window. Check tickets and change before leaving window. No adjustments will be made after patrons leave the window. Wow. 
So where the real money was to be made, Brian, was in these Kinellas, Trifectas, and the Perfectas, right? Mm. I have here from the New York Times, the opening day, they had some specials running where you could bet a $2 Kinella, a $3 Perfecta, and a $3 Trifecta. The payoffs, you'd get $37.40 on the Kinella, $100 on the Perfecta, and $2,372 on the Trifecta. So you're putting down $3, you're getting 2000 back. So but this it's is, because this, of... This, this is... No, continue. It's because of how unlikely it is. The Trifecta, you have to put players in... Order, order saying these players will finish uh i believe it says on a 5a trifecta which i'm thinking for the opening day if you correctly predicted who would finish five through eight you would get that payout so you can imagine if you're able to fix who finishes five through eight and place a bet on that the amount of money that you are taking away on that that's a tremendous return this is effectively horse racing mm-hmm. where you got to, you got to line it up. You're not getting anything. If you throwing $5 on a single horse. Uh, yeah, no. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> how, how profitable do you think? And this is, this is me asking a question while knowing the answer. How profitable do you think Harford highlight was when it came to wagers amount paid and, and winnings doled out? I'm going to guess, Brian, 50,000, 50K. Give me a year between 76 and Oh, we're talking whole years, whole years? Yeah, yeah. I was was just picking one night here. I'm sorry. Like, then we're talking in the millions. I'm going to say 2 million? Give me a year. Give me a year because it it, it fluctuates. Uh, Let's go 80, 1980. 1980. Let me give you a rundown. 37 were matinee, 187 were evening slash twilight. An attendance of 845,000 over the span of a year. So, you know, uh, do the math, whatever, 224 divided by that is, or you know what I mean, backwards. The amount of wagers paid in the year of 1980, they kind of stagger like the NBA. So from uh, June to November is one part of the year, and then of June to November of 79 is one part of the year. And then April to May of the, yeah, you got it. $66 million was wow. paid in 1980 with a winnings of 54,209,000. That's a lot of money, Nate. It's a lot who, of money. You know who they might be seeing at those games? They might be seeing... A little bit of Del Rio. Del Rio. <laughs> Jesus Del Rio, weighing 5'7, 155. Do you want to know what he does in his spare time, Brian? What's that? Reading, a little hiking, listening to music. Simple man. Yep. Simple you know man. who else they uh, might see? Uh, New Arby. New Arby. New Arby. N-U-A-R-B-E. What year it. is that card? That's a, This is a 1983, Brian. You know what he liked to do in his spare time? 5'10", 190? Dance. 
we got a little watching sports, fishing, and playing soccer. 89 wins, 86 places, 91 shows, payoff percentage, 0. .34. $80 million in wagers that year. Wow. And last one here for today's episode before we bless the fastest sport in the world. Juan Ford. Juan Ford. <laughs> I don't think that's his. <laughs> Juan the Ford. <laughs> it's Juan E. Juan Ariola. <laughs> Spanish Basque, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Juan, thousand games played, 122 wins, 121 places, 126 shows. Payoff percentage 0. 0.348. What year he played? 83. Oh, okay. So we already got those numbers. Hey, listen, maybe it's a sign that we're here to God bless Highlight and bless Highlight with us and Highlight blesses us because the most winning, winningest year of Hartford Highlight was in 1987 when we were brought to this planet. Wow. And they pulled in $90 million. $90 million. $90 million in sign. 1987. Impressive numbers. And we're go we're 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 bringing it back, people. We're growing the game. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're gonna start. I think we're gonna start here. That's what we're here for, folks. This has been another episode of God Bless Highlight. God bless Highlight and go clones. Am I right, Brian? Go clones. Oh wait, I said it wrong. Go clones. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to look up what that would uh, ex exasperate to. That's not the word I wanted to use. Inflation. There we go. It would um, inflation. It would inflation. Uh, we're looking at two point billion. No, you didn't. Oh, wait, that's not the correct. That is not the correct. I didn't do the. I didn't do the math right. I didn't do the math right. Sorry. Um, 90 million Nin turns into two 90, 90 million in 1987 is now worth $235 million. Told you, I, I said it right. We'll, we'll cut it up, edit that all correct, right? God, God bless, bless Highlight. God bless Highlight.